I'd probably be better at staying up late. True. But I wonder, though, you would stay up later, but would you sleep less? Oh, I don't know. I think you'd sleep the same amount, if not more. Yeah, you're probably right. Because all day. But here, we're actually in a pretty good place to be a vampire. True. In the winter, at least, we have a yeah. lot of darkness. We do. Yeah. And you could just like move farther north. But you'd always be living in the winter. True. But I guess you could do what they did in Twilight and like live in Washington where it rains a lot. Oh, if we're going Twilight rules, then you could just live a normal life and be fine because you can just walk outside and not die. Very true. I don't think we're going to play Twilight rules because it's too easy. It's too easy for vampires. That is. Yeah, it was lazy writing. (laughs) Stephanie Meyer. (laughs) Wait, wait. (laughs) Wasn't Twilight your pick once for I Love This, You Should Too in a movie that you loved? Yes, but then I changed my mind. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's all, you know what? It's all in the episode. Yeah. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. I don't know which episode it was, but it was an episode of I Love This, You Should Too, and welcome to another one, everybody. My name is Indy Coffin Full of Dirt Randawa, oh. and with me is my lovely co-host, Samantha Sparkling in the Sunshine Randawa. Oh, that's me. What? You should keep the dirt out of your coffin. No, I like the uh, old style one, like in Nosferatu, where he has to carry dirt from his homeland to sleep. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I think that's much better lore than sparkling. True. But there's an older guy who doesn't like Twilight? Wow, hot take. <laughs> hot so take, I yeah. don't have anything new to add to that, so I'm going to lay off Twilight. Because <laughs> why? Because why? We're not here to talk about Twilight. No, or are we? Because today we are talking all vampire stuff. Yes, so we are in Spooktober. Mm-hmm. So all spooky episodes all, all month. All spooky episodes all month. And I decided that our theme for at least this week and next week will be vampires. So we are going to discuss some vampires. We'll have two spoiler-free vampire things of the week. And then Sam will let us know what our big vampire watch is. And knowing her watching habits... Often I say, it's one of two movies. I think it's one movie. I think I know what it is because (laughs) it can't be Twilight since we already did it. And I pitched doing... Well, (laughs) when we did the movie, I said I wanted to do the others because I... Although I don't think you could argue I liked the movies or (laughs) thought they were good, I enjoyed them and I really enjoyed talking about them. So I was on board for more Twilight then and you said... No, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm good. <laughs> and I think our audience is probably good. So I think I know what the next one's going to be, but we can all find out at the end of the episode, or you could just read the title because, you know. Because that'll it'll give be you right a in there. hint. I yeah. always do this thing like it's going to be suspe- suspenseful. It's going to be so suspenseful. But it's written in the title. I yeah, you're going to know. Um, we don't always know at this point, but you do. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we make it a surprise. Sometimes we've discussed it beforehand. But... Um, I guess you'll have to wait and see. Or not. Or not. But first, what is your vampire thing of the fortnight? I thought we were going to do top five vampires. No, we discussed that and you said, oh, that might be fun. Then I'd have to do a bunch of research. And I said, oh, yeah, I don't think I have time to do that either. I'm going to do Vampire's Kiss. And you went, okay, I'll find something, probably a book. Oh, yeah, I did Vampire's (laughs) 
Okay. Instead of a thing of the Fortnite, Sam's going to tell me about some vampires she likes. Yeah. So I did top five TV vampires. Okay. Or like movie vampires. Um, so my number five vampire is Countess Elizabeth from American Horror Story, played by Lady Gaga. And I thought she was very cool. She had um, incredible costumes. And uh, she got to live in a hotel and just be weird. And I liked that. Do you remember her character? I do. And I remember her being good. But American Horror Story is a hard sell for me. It really is. Yeah. We stuck with it through many years. And every time we're watching it, it's like, wow, this is work. This is not enjoyable and it's not good. And by the end, I would just talk about how this could have been so much better, but it wasn't. No. So I eventually gave up on American Horror Story. Yeah, I know. I I see little snippets of it every so often and I'm like, "Eh, yeah, it wasn't. It was like perplexing and hard to wrap your mind around, which is not what you want in a television show. But not in a way that the plot was confusing that we didn't get it. I think the plot was just throwing everything into it and just Mm -hmm. it was a throwing everything into the blender and see what happens. Yeah. And it felt like it wasn't thought through a lot of the time. And every season had great moments, but it was just too long. There was was too much of it. Oh, yeah. And they that greatness gets watered down real quick and becomes convoluted and uh, pointless often. And use some different actors. I didn't mind that. I kind of liked when it was the same people doing different things. I actually yeah, enjoyed that part I of it. I just found it hard to move between seasons because the seasons didn't really overlap until later seasons. Well, then that gets and then actually that got confusing, so confusing because you'd have one actor playing multiple characters yeah. in the same episode. And that was... Uh, dumb a lot of the time i think that's when it lost me because it was like no but this person is also this person and like yeah it just got really confusing and i don't look to tv to be confused generally (laughs) i kind of like it but not in that way no uh my second or my i guess my fourth favorite tv vampire is harmony from Angel slash Buffy. Love Harmony. She's great. Um, We watched Angel last year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And she just like was a character in Buffy that I was like, yeah, she's just a good character. I enjoyed her. Um, In Angel as the like blonde secretary and just like seeing her get more of like a character. It was great. I really enjoyed her. And I thought uh, she was a good example of doing something different with a vampire. They did a lot more work with her on the Angel series, and it's partially how good she was and partially how bad the rest of that show was yeah. relative to Buffy that really makes her stand out. Very true. Yeah, but she I just thought she was hilarious. She was. And um, I uh, feel a little bit bad about not like loving her when I first saw Buffy. My number three, and I think you put this into my brain as well is uh drusilla from buffy love drusilla just like such an incredible performance and she really like committed (laughs) she's maybe my single favorite character on that show i I love spike as well i love anya as well but Uh drusilla's performance because i loved that she was 
maybe she didn't do the best accent work. I'll give that to you for all you Brits who are going like, actually, that's not. Oh, that's not but what like. she was so uh, stunted and of a time, yeah. and her her um, like insanity yeah. was rooted in the time uh, when she was sired, I guess, yeah. and her accent was theatrical and over the top and even if you say it's not accurate it is perfect for that character oh totally and like the the like cadence of her voice and everything it was just totally like all in on this character and i really enjoyed that I'm just going to keep going with like the Buffy Angel people because this is the most recent vampire <laughs> show that we've watched. It's Spike. Yeah, why not? I Lillian totally had a crush on him when I was like a teenage vampire Who girl. Didn't? And I think it still stands up. I think he's still uh, a very attractive man. So um, Spike from Angel slash Buffy. I enjoyed seeing him get a little bit more of a character in Angel. Like a little bit more life. I don't know if he gained anything in Angel. I would say those later seasons of Buffy did all of the work. And then he was just being funny Spike when he was on Angel, which was enjoyable. Maybe that's why I liked him is because it took away from the like. Yeah, there was less Angel. Angel. Yeah. 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 And he needs someone like that to play off of. Angel does. And Spike does, I guess. So he was good in that. But I don't know if he gained anything that he didn't already have. Very true. Um, and my number one TV vampire is Count Von Count from Sesame Street. Is that his name? Yeah. Count Von Count? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I looked it up because I was like... I would just ha- call him have, the like, Count. He has to have a real name. But yeah, um, I really enjoyed him. He was modeled after Bella Lugosi's Dracula. Mm-hmm. And um, he uh, loves to count. And he gets really sad when there's nothing around to count. So... I uh, I think he's very endearing, and he's something from my childhood. And he's referenced very often, just like in life as an adult. So I feel like um, Count Von Count is my number one TV vampire overall. And he's cute. <laughs> True, but in a different way. But in than... a different way than Spike. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had done the top five as well. But off the top of my head, I would put uh, Count Orlock is my favorite from Nosferatu, which we covered... Uh, earlier in the year, so go listen to that one. Yes, vampire show. There's a few guys from What We Do in the Shadows. You know how much I love Matt Berry, but also Nandor. And then from the Buffy world, Spike and Drusilla would be my, my two Oh, absolutely, there. yeah. We were talking about that in the car, and then I was like, yeah, they were really good characters, so I had to put them on the list. And then Bella Lugosi's is up there, mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Lee's Dracula as well. Oh, I don't think I've seen that, have I? It's an older movie. Okay. Yeah. Gary Oldman's Dracula was a lot of fun. He took some swings out and I I, <laughs> I was there for it. But um I didn't do my top vampires. What I did do was rewatch the nineteen eighty-eight comedy fantasy drama, something like that. Question mark? <laughs> vampire's Kiss. Oh. Have you ever heard of Vampire's Kiss? I haven't. So this is a Nick Cage movie from 1988, <laughs> and he cages it up as hard as he does later in his career. Oh, so he's like young, young here. Yeah. Nice. So this movie does the same thing that some other movies have done to varying degrees of success, where there is a main character who believes he's becoming a vampire, and we aren't sure if he actually is or if this is all in his mind. Oh. 
And then when he's going out and becoming more and more... Vampiric? Vampiric. (laughs) It's equally disturbing either way. Maybe it's more disturbing if it is just mental illness, right? Because if you're watching a movie like this one where he does actually go out and do crimes, things happen. I won't give away that part. I'm going to give away a lot of this movie because it's not really about that. But that Mm. I won't give away. So he's actually going out and doing vampire-like things. And you wonder, is that real? Is it not? And then when it's confirmed real, I think that it is a scarier movie in many ways if it's just someone who is going crazy and doing these things. Mm. Because then it grounds it in in the real world and I don't believe in literal vampires. I think actual people do. People believe in everything. I think so. People believe in a flat earth, so. True. Vampires are more... Believable. Believable because, yeah, I don't know. I've never... I haven't met everybody, so I can't tell you. True, true. But I have seen satellite photos of the Earth, and it is definitely not flat. I've flown around it. Yeah. So there you go. Pretty confident in that one. So this makes it sound like a dark and gritty and interesting movie, but it is weird because (laughs) Nick Cage is doing, I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but he's going for it. He's going for something. And this movie, I think, does dip into intentional comedy pretty often. I think it's intentional. People might disagree, but when you have him uh, doing this performance, it's just worth watching and talking about. Because okay. it is is so strange. It's not even a, he's amazing in this, or he's crazy in this. It's just, what's happening what is this? in this? <laughs> so he starts off, he has this accent, which I is kind of... um. A late 80s California surfer accent, but he's oh, playing... Oh, not a... the accent I was expecting. Yeah, he's playing a lawyer Okay, in Manhattan, I believe. So I'm not sure if that's the accent, but that's what it sounds like to me. Right. So we're going to do something that we never do for a uh, thing of the week movie. Oh, I'm going to play you some, some clips. <gasps> yes. So here is uh, Nick Cage talking to his therapist about uh, a bat attack. And in this movie, we're like, was he bitten by a bat? Was he bitten by a vampire? They don't know what to go with, so they do both. Okay. But one is probably not real. Maybe one is. Uh, But just to listen to his accent. I brought this girl up to my place the other night. Really hot, you know. And we're on the bed. And suddenly this bat comes swooping down out of nowhere. A bat? Holy shit. But this, this really happened, but the part, this part, I don't know if this really happened or I dreamt it later or what. I mean, I'm fighting this bat off all alone and I'll be damned if I didn't get really turned on. You were aroused? Yeah. But you said just a few seconds before you were in the throes of passion. Yeah, I know. So then you were aroused. With the girl? Well, yes, with the girl. Oh, sure, yes, absolutely. But then she left the room and I was... I mean, I came down. You know, I was in Mortal Kombat with a fucking bat. Give me a break. So I guess it wasn't... This part doesn't sound California Surfer, but it is a... No, it uh, totally does. There's some of that in it. Some of the other stuff more so, but it also comes and goes through the movie. But this is just a a strange way of speaking, It was a very perplexing accent. I can hear, like, the California surfer part, but also it kind of sounds like he's trying to talk like a smart person. Mm. I don't know. 
It was very strange. I don't know what that accent is. And then much of the movie is him terrorizing his uh, secretary who can't find a file. Mm -hmm. That's a a through line that goes through this whole movie. They're just looking for a file. A completely inconsequential file. It's not like the movie hinges on it. In fact, this one file. They make a point of saying like, yeah, no big deal, but I need this file. (laughs) But the whole movie is all about it, kind of. One of my... uh, favorite scenes but definitely my favorite scene from this movie but one of my favorite uh scenes about nick cage because i think we could also have just a podcast on his career because it is bizarre and perplexing but so interesting as vast high highs and low lows and perplexing (laughs) choices all over the place and uh on the line of those perplexing choices this is him talking to his secretary about filing okay something i know about do you know the alphabet I do. I do. I'm I'm pretty comfortable with the alphabet at this point in my life. Oh, it's actually him talking to his therapist about how his secretary can't find the file. Oh, great. Yeah. Sometimes somebody puts a document in the wrong file and then it's misfiled. It makes it much harder to find. Who? Who? What do you mean? Who? I don't know who exactly. You don't? No, I don't. Whoever filed it in the first place, but for God's sakes, Peter, I am not telling you one single thing you don't already know. How could somebody misfile something? What could be easier? It's all alphabetical. You just put it in the right file according to alphabetical order. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, Peter. H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Peter. Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. That's all you have to do! Very good. You know your alphabet. I never misfiled anything! Not once, not one time! I feel like I've had that conversation with people in an office. (laughs) Where you just scream the entire alphabet at them? No, where they're like, I've never misfiled anything! And like, refusing to like, admit that like, human error happens. That was, uh... One of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's so strange. And that's why I I don't know if I could say I love this movie, but I do think people should watch it. Because I think we talk a lot, especially people now, about how crazy Nick Cage is. And you're like, oh, did you see him in this movie? He's playing Dracula. Watch it. It's so crazy. Go back to original crazy Nick Cage (laughs) and go watch Vampire's Kiss. Okay. And if you are someone who's existed on the internet from the last 15 years, you'll see a bunch of things. And be like, oh, wait, that's where that's from? (laughs) Because there's memes of, uh, it's kind of been cartoonified, so you don't even know that it's Nick Cage. But people making, uh, someone making a crazy face. That's from this movie. It's just Nick Cage's crazy face that he makes a lot in this movie. That scene, he had like a whole crazy body. Oh, yeah. uh, It was a full body acting moment. He he goes for it. He makes choices. He really does. Good choices? Probably not. But he makes them and he commits like no one has ever committed to anything. Yeah. Wow. Yikes. And it's also kind of an interesting movie. Okay. That idea of something that we've seen before, but this one's kind of played for comedy, I think. Or at least it becomes that when Cage is doing what Cage is doing. Right. So if you want to see some the full range of Nick Cage from Nick's Ticks to Cage Rage, it's all in this one. <laughs> 
Okay. That's how he acts. First, he's just kind of like twitching and he's like getting a little upset. Yeah. But then when he goes. He ramps goes, right up. Yeah, yeah. He goes into the cage rage. Woo. So go watch Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> There's so many good vampire properties out oh, there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I could have done the uh, remake of Nosferatu, the Klaus Kinski one. I mm-hmm. could have said any part of Buffy. Yeah. I, I love what we do in the shadows. Uh, the movie and then the TV show, I think, is even better than the movie. And the movie was great. So, hmm. so much stuff. But I went with uh, Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage in Vampire's Kiss. But now we are all dying to know, except I think everybody does know already. What is going to be the big watch for next week, Samantha? The vampire watch, that is. Our big vampire watch is going to be 1994. Oh, yeah. Horror film mm-hmm. based on the 1976 novel of the same name. It's from 76? Yes. Oh, that's shocking to me. We're going to be watching Interview with a Vampire. Wow. So this, like, I was a very voracious reader in like junior high and late elementary. And so I read this book way, way early in my reading career. And um, I, of course, as everyone does, went through like a whole vampire phase. And that like accumulated with me watching Buffy. But this whole Anne Rice universe that she makes um, with uh, Lestat and uh, all of the vampires in that story was like probably one of my first interests in vampires so i definitely am excited to see it again i have not seen it in many many years and uh have you seen it indy i have i have uh, seen the movie and i've read the book as well and i've read uh, probably three or four Anne rice books Mm -hmm. this one servant of the bones is the one i remember the most right and i've seen interview with the vampire and then Queen, uh, Queen of the, of the Damned, Damned yeah. I've seen as well. Although I don't remember Queen of the Damned very much. But when you said you your vampire phase, I feel like you need to explain that because I feel like your vampire phase isn't as vampire as perhaps some other people's. Is. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you weren't uh, dressing like a vampire. No, thinking you were a vampire. I was. Uh, I was definitely not dressing like a vampire, but I was just like enthralled with the idea and like the lore of vampires, mm-hmm. and kind of read and like consumed as much like vampire media as I could. So you, were, you never had a goth phase, huh? Never had a goth phase. That's too bad. I think everyone should just to like feel it, try it out. <laughs> I, I wish there were more adult goths. And if you're an adult goth out there, I salute you. <laughs> Way to stick to it. And a lot of things I always talk about, like, man, you do that when you're in high school and then you learn better. Not not goths. I think they're doing great work. They I appreciate keep them. Keep going, yeah. I am very pro-goth. Okay. I was an aspiring goth, perhaps. Mm. I was um, probably in high school more like a jock than anything, oddly <laughs> enough, because I I played, um, I All was on track and uh, basketball and hockey, especially. And I was very much into hip hop. So that kind of uh, influences your style uh-huh, as well. Absolutely. So I was probably more into that end of things. But secretly, I always wanted to be one of the goth kids. So on Halloween and things, I would look for any opportunity to uh, to goth it up. And then I did wear like nail polish for Uh a good while, but I would still play hockey and basketball with my long hair and nail polish. (laughs) 
I think the closest I've ever been to being a goth is being Wednesday Adams. That was last year. Uh, it was like also like three or four years ago. Okay. Um, but I think that's like the only time I've ever seen myself with like black hair and like black lipstick and stuff. And it worked. It was pretty fun actually to do that makeup. And I think everyone out there, go go goth it up. We what we used to do, we used to go for goth night is what we'd call it because none of oh. uh, my friends were like particularly goth, but they were all like interesting. Fun. <laughs> so there are clubs that cater to that crowd more, and we would go essentially as tourists. We would goth it up and then go spend a night at a goth club and dance and like wear lipstick. And I had a like a long coat and a top hat and eye makeup. It was huh. great. It's so much fun because you're I love a good costume. So do I. All. Yeah, no, I love a theme. That sounds fun to do. It was so fun. And then nobody there knows you because you don't hang out with a lot of goths. Um, some like goth girl outfits definitely like interest me as like a fashion choice. Oh, they're fantastic. I feel like there's some like cute mini dress with like big clunky boots. Oh, absolutely. I some fishnets like, on there. Yeah. I feel like I some could straps get into just all that. over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a good harness. Yeah. So I feel like I could get into goth. I feel like I never have, but, um, See, now I feel like the biggest thing is that we're too old. And also, I don't know where goth clubs are anymore. True. Very true. Back in the day, it was easy to find. Yeah. I think there's just fewer goths in general. Yeah. So Probably. If you're listening to this and you're like 15 and you don't know which kind of style to commit to, <laughs> might I suggest goth? i'm a pitch man for goth subculture (laughs) try goths (laughs) try it out listen to a bunch of skinny puppy read some Anne rice whatever type of goth you want to be there's so many types too true um but yeah i definitely wasn't a goth but i uh consumed and rice for like a couple years straight and did you find it all very romantic yeah Mm -hmm. and like just like the the world of that Anne Rice built of these vampires it all seemed very like sexy and dangerous I for someone like... who was neither sexy nor dangerous at that age well I think Anne Rice was to many teenagers as what those um, Fifty Shades of Grey books yeah. are to many forty year olds very true it's a very similar thing where it's uh, fantasy but it's like kind of dangerous and dark yeah. and you it's very exciting yeah absolutely and rather than going and living the life you just uh, read it through the books but with the vampire ones it's like well i'm not gonna go live that life because they're fucking vampires yeah 50 shades of gray just go go do it you don't need to read books about it <laughs> just go have some fun you know yeah and i guess we can't go be vampires but we can go and be goths I think I took over your explanation of why you love Interview with a Vampire (laughs) with my pro-goth agenda. Very true, but I'm okay with that. Do you have any adult friends who are goths? No. Wait, did you ever have any goth friends, though? Yes, in high school. Oh, did you? Yeah, there were goths at Vic. But you were, like, good friends with some. Yeah, yeah. Good. There's some theater goths. Oh, yeah, theater goths. They're already wearing black, so Uh, they do well backstage, because I did... um, (laughs) They do? I made that same joke when I was in high school. <laughs> so I did like technical theater. So I did a lot of backstage stuff. And I do know a few people who were goths who also did that with me. And uh, yeah, now that I say that, it's a weird sentence to say. But yeah. Oddly enough, I didn't have the same affinity towards the theater goths. Hmm. 
because hmm. I acted and stuff. And just, maybe because I knew them and I was like, oh, you guys aren't anything special. You just wear a lot of black. I don't think they were committed enough. You know, yeah. just wearing black isn't enough. I think you need to take it a little further. Yeah. I don't know how goth they were because I didn't really know anything about being a goth. So. <laughs> Nor do I. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like... They may have just been people wearing black who are very pale, but also mm. to me, they seemed like goths. Yeah, it was a low effort goth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't ex- uh, respect the low effort goths as much as, you know, like the ones who are really going for it every day. Yeah. Or like the few people I know now who are in their 30s and where you don't hang out as much anymore, but like we're still Instagram friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can and like, I love seeing pictures of my friend and she's still wearing like short frilly skirts with fishnets and giant platform boots uh-huh. and she has black and pink hair and she does a full eye makeup and the lipstick every day and i respect that i respect that too i did like i contoured with black lipstick last year for halloween it was a lot of work it was, it was a yeah. lot of work i spent a lot of time doing my makeup for that and it was uh fun but i don't know that i could do that every day i can barely put makeup on every day never mind contour with black lipstick but if you were a vampire you wouldn't need to no i'd already have that natural pallor did you see this in 94 no okay i was gonna say that's pretty young no i think i found the book and then found the movie and then right after that um queen of the damned came out Oh, okay. Like so it was a burn then. Yeah, So yeah. it was like kind of all happening at once. And maybe I found Interview with a Vampire because Queen of the Damned was being like teased or like whatever. Right. But it was it was kind of all in that like couple of years that this happened. So I definitely did not see it in 1994 when I was like seven. <laughs> but I uh, I saw it pretty young and um it definitely made a mark on me so i'm excited to see it again because it's like back then it didn't really like click who all these people in this movie were big cast big cast cast. tom cruise brad pitt kirsten dunst christian slater antonio banderas like it was like a huge cast and so now that i'm thinking about it i'm like oh i'm really interested to like rewatch this for the first time because Mm -hmm. Those are all people that I know from a lot of other things. And I think at now we don't appreciate it, but Christian Slater was maybe bigger than Brad Pitt at this point. Yeah. Christian Slater was huge. I don't know why <laughs> he was. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm excited to watch it again now, knowing what all of these other actors have done and to kind of see them in these roles that I thought they did a really good job. I um, definitely loved this movie at one point. So I'm excited to see if it holds up. I'm a little afraid. (laughs) So what are you afraid of? I'm afraid of it just like being kind of lame. I'm afraid that when I saw this, I didn't have a lot to like compare it to. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm like an adult and I've seen a lot of other vampire content, that it's going to be kind of hokey. Oh, like when we rewatch Twilight? Are you expecting? Are you fearful of that? I think that might be why I'm fearful. That makes sense. Um, I just think, yeah, I feel like there's been a lot more vampire content since this came out. And I'm a little worried that A, it'll seem really basic or B, it'll be um, just like poorly done, I guess. I don't know when I saw it. I saw it in the late 90s. Okay, yeah. 
And I haven't seen it since. Oh, okay. But I tend to, uh, you could either say I had uh, similar tastes when I was young or that I refused to grow. I don't know which one of those two it is. <laughs> but this is my prediction from based on what I remember okay. from being like a, a teenager when I saw this. Uh-huh. I think it will be cheesy. Yeah. But I think it'll be fun cheesy. Fun cheesy, yeah. At the time, I remember thinking that Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt should have switched roles. Oh. And I might still think that. Okay. But I think I'll overall like it and be like, yeah, it's exactly what you want this to be. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so romantic and dramatic and over. But yeah. you want that, I yeah, think. Yeah, you do. I think you do. Especially when you're getting into the period piece stuff. And I think it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I think it might be too long. <laughs> Those are my predictions. Okay, okay. But that's based on a like 20 years of memory. It's 122 minutes. Oh, see, that's too long. Yeah. That's too long. For 1994, that is a long movie. Maybe hearing that, my other fear is that they think this is a prestige drama and it's going to feel cheesy to me. And if you're taking a big swing like that and you fall short, yeah. it, it doesn't uh, go well. But... I th- I'm excited to watch this. I think it's going to be fun. I think it'll be fun too. I'm excited. And if you've never seen it, I think go into it with that kind of um, French romantic idea of just yeah. whatever you feel, just go all the way with it. You know what? What's more goth than that? Yeah. Just get lost in the romance of it. Just just give in. Yeah. Give go in. for it. Really goth it out and go watch this. Put movie. your black lipstick on. Uh-huh. Put your black sweats on. Sweats? Well, no. we're watching a movie. Sweats aren't goth. Oh, well, I guess sweats I'm are not goth. Not a goth then. No. Um, yeah, and we will see you back here next week when we talk about 1994's Interview with the Vampire. Oh, I'm excited. I don't know how to finish it because I have to finish it with saying the words so you can do your bit. Yeah. But uh, this is part one of four as we continue our journey through Spooktober. Ooh. So scary. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Here's Tone. Sorry if I messed up Tone, I yawned.